I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 407. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. The symbols of Christmas have become the traditions of Christmas. And just like we practice the power of harnessing the music we listen to, to remind us of scripture, let's harness the symbols of Christmas to do the same thing. In fact, let's use a song like Christmas Lights by Love and the Outcome to make us think of the symbolism of Christmas lights and use it as a catapult to launch us into scripture to meditate on the significance of light, specifically Jesus, the light of the world. So to get started, let's listen. Deck the halls and let the sleigh bells ring. Peace on earth, don't worry about a thing. and peppy song that I have loved having in my playlist, but there's an idea that I really want to meditate on in scripture that makes that phrase, don't you fear the darkness and don't worry about the night, that makes that true. And and I want to think about Jesus as the light so that whenever I look at Christmas lights or sing this song, I can remember everything I studied in scripture that that I studied for myself about Jesus being the light and then move on to how what I've learned might mold the way I think or behave. So let's head over to John chapter one, which is not normally a place that you would head over to when you're talking about studying and meditating on Christmas or the Christmas stories. Normally you stick to Matthew and Luke because that's where the narrative talks about the birth of Christ. Even Mark jumps right into the beginning of the ministry of Christ. But John, well, John starts at the beginning, the very beginning, because you know that even though Jesus took on flesh at his birth, He is God the Son and always has been. In fact, let's read it together in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, I've read the rest of the story, so I know that the Word, capital W here, is Jesus. The word is another name for him in the Greek logos. And how do I know that? Because I read this verse in context with the others. And when I kept reading through verse 14, I see that it tells me this. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. 
Okay, so that's Jesus. The Word becoming flesh and dwelling among us is Emmanuel, God with us. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago when we focused in on Jesus being Emmanuel. But let's keep reading where we left off in verse 4. So it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I want to stop here for a minute because this is the first mention of light as it relates to Jesus in the in the book of John. But consider how John started with the words in the beginning. So where else do we hear those words in the beginning? Genesis, right. And life and light were big themes in Genesis 2, were they not? So let's not go from memory here. Let's use this thought as a reason to head over to Genesis to read chapter one again. Now, we won't read it all together on the podcast. I used it as an excuse to read it through again, and you could too. So let's begin in verse one of Genesis one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Now, John reveals to us that Jesus was there in the beginning. He was with the Father and the Spirit as a member of the Trinity. He was God. And we saw God speak light. And when we keep reading, we see God speak life into all of creation. And when God speaks light into creation, the darkness flees. And when God speaks life into creation, the void is filled. But in John, we're talking about the same light and life, but personified in the person of Christ. And rather than the physical creation, we see the comparison to our spiritual lives, We are born into darkness. We are born into sin, empty and without purpose, formless and void. And at the birth of Jesus, God said, let there be light. In fact, it was in the prophecy of Zechariah. If you've been reading along in Matthew and Luke these last couple of weeks, you probably caught it. In verse 76 of Luke chapter 1, Zechariah is prophesying over his son, John, John the Baptist, not John the Apostle. John the Baptist, verse 76 of Luke chapter 1 says, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Jesus is the sunrise visiting us from on high. Jesus is the one who gives light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Jesus is the one to guide our feet into the way of peace. But John was going to go before the Lord to prepare his way. Again, John the Baptist. And John the Apostle writes about him next. If we keep reading in chapter 1, back over into verse 6. It says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. That's who we were just talking about. Zechariah's prophecy was over his son John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. 
He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. So obviously, John is either correcting a false assumption in the audience, or he's just reminding us that while John the Baptist was important, he was a forerunner of Jesus. He, John, was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. Now, the thought crosses my mind that the same can be said for our Christmas lights. The tradition is good and it's true, but the lights are not the thing during this season. The thing is the light, Christ, the true light of the world, the tree lights and the house lights and the fanciful light displays that we love to enjoy this season bear witness about the light. So let's read a little bit more about the true light. And it's here where his story intersects with our own. In verse 9, it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I want you to think of this beginning of the book of John like a prologue, like an introductory passage giving the reader additional information that will aid in comprehending the rest of the book. Almost like a foreshadowing statement, we see that John points out that Jesus came to his own, which is the nation of Israel, and they didn't receive him. And we haven't really seen this yet in the book of John, which is why I call it a prologue. It's like John saying, you'll see as you read all the accounts I'm going to give you that Jesus came to the people, people of Israel and they rejected him. And I love the but in verse 12, because remember, but here means that even though the previous statement is true, it doesn't impact the following statement. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. That's you and me. We may not be a member of the tribe of Israel or one of the tribes of Israel, but he came to them first and they rejected him. But his plan all along was to include everyone, Hebrew and Gentile alike, all who would receive him and believe in his name. So if you've done that, that's you, so that you could become a child of God. When we're born again, something about something that we read about in John chapter 3, if we continue to read John, which I hope you do, uh, we become the children of God through Christ alone, through faith alone. But let's keep reading in John chapter 1. We're, we're back at verse 14 again. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So we see these themes coming about darkness and light, void and life, emptiness and fullness. And all of these themes we see in the beginning of Genesis and then here in the beginning of John, the beginning of creation and the beginning of God's plan for new creation in Christ. The word became flesh. The light dispelled the darkness. The void was filled with grace and truth. Our void is filled with life and light and the very presence of his spirit. Verse 16 says this, 
For from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. From his fullness. He is not empty. He is full. And it is from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The true light. He is not darkness. In fact, in him is no darkness at all. If you read 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. This is what I want to remember as I take in and enjoy Christmas lights. But it will mean that I have to take the bite of slowing down. I have to carve out corners of this busy season to meditate on these truths. I actually used several other Bible interaction tool exercises this week. I call these exercises bites for short. Normally, I tell you what bite I use as I discuss it. But this week, I'm wondering, did you notice them as I described my interactions with Scripture? Because I used the symbols of Christmas lights and the song uh, to send me to an area of Scripture, specifically in John chapter 1, to start studying. Now, That's how I find a starting place. You could find a starting place by uh, using the verse or verses that your pastor uses in the sermon on Sunday. Or sometimes many of us have daily devotionals that might have a, a theme verse or one verse at the top of the page, and we can use that as a starting off point. But once you get your starting off point and you kind of get a direction into the area of scripture that you're going to to go to, then this is what I did. So I'm in John chapter one. So I read in context, my favorite bite. Now I loosely define context as the chapter before the chapter and the chapter after where I'm studying. But in this case, we started at the beginning of the book. So I read in context by reading the entire chapter. And then I focused in on that section of scripture before the scene change. You'll see different, especially in the gospels, different scene changes. And I love reading in context because you can see what scene happened before the scene you're studying. But that's how you can read in context. And then I took the bite of following the cross reference. So when God was bringing light into the world, it reminded me of Genesis 1 when he spoke light into the world. So I followed that cross reference and spent some time reading Genesis chapter 1. And then that bite paired nicely with the bite of compare and contrast. So we compared the similarities in the two accounts. And then as we considered light and fullness of life, we contrasted that with darkness and emptiness and death of sin. And then as I mentioned, I used the bite of slowing down and meditating. So letting those truths roll around in my mind a bit. Now, one of the reasons I held the discussion about the bites this week until the end of this particular podcast is I wanted to highlight just how natural it felt, the natural progression of study. I wanted to highlight that for you. If you are new to studying the Bible, it's not going to come as smoothly at first. I realize that. You will maybe need to consult a list of bites and try them. I have my uh, list of uh, top five bites that I send new subscribers to my website. If you're interested, you just go to michellekneesat.com and subscribe and I'll send you a PDF of my top five bites. Also list out 
the bites that I used in each episode in the show notes. So if you listen to an episode and you're like, oh, I like those bites that she used this week, I always list them in the show notes. So you might have to consult a list for a while, but over time, using these habits over and over, your study and interactions will come more naturally and you're gonna develop more and more ways to interact with God's word. You're gonna add to the exercises that you use on a regular basis. That's my prayer for you. So it, I want it to be a beautiful and rich experience as you study and interact with the Bible, not a chore. So what's next? We'll read John chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 1. I'll compare and contrast the themes of light and darkness, emptiness and fullness, void and life. We we barely scratched the surface on that. You could You could really spend some time thinking about these things. Meditate on what you're reading. Think about truths, even verses that you could bring to mind each time you take in the beauty of Christmas lights as this season is coming to an end. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat. My public Facebook page is Michelle L. Nizat, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network, a network of podcasts associated with New Release Today. Head over to newreleasetoday.com to take advantage of all things Christian music, from lyrics to reviews and more. Now, if you have not joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You're never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneezat.com forward slash 30 day challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Kelly from Massachusetts and Jennifer from Kentucky. Welcome. Now, just as a reminder, new subscribers to my website benefit from that one page resource of my top five bites that I mentioned earlier. It's a really great place to start. You also will get an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my podcast from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? It really encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners and gives me some credibility. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. And I have a new tool to help you do that. If you just go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song, you can leave a review there. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneezat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using another Christmas song, Make Room by Casting Crowns, featuring Matt Mayer to jump into scripture. And if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 407. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.